0: Again, we want to begin reading Psalm 23. Hallelujah. Somebody out there hurting. Somebody's wounded. Somebody feel pain from abuse. Broken hearted. Mistreated. Lost. Confused. Don't know which way to go. Don't know what to do. Don't know how to do what to do. But the psalmist says this in Psalms 23 The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He's a shepherd that's concerned about us. He's a shepherd that wants to continue to have us the place to lay our heads. He's a shepherd that wants us to be guided in the path of righteousness. He's a shepherd that wants to be with us as we walk through the valleys of the shadows of death in this life. That death is all around us. Death is right next to us as we speak. It's the next breath if we don't take it. But he gives us faith that we don't have to fear no evil because he is with us. And when we read his word, we study, we meditate on his word. God is with us. He's with us always. He will prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies when everything is going bad. He's right there. He's right there. He's right there. He anoints my head with oil so that my cup would overflow with his righteousness, with his mercifulness, with his gracefulness. Lord, have mercy. He lets us know surely goodness and love will always follow us. All the days, every day, all our lives. That his mercy endureth forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. We should want to dwell in the house of the Lord forever, we should want to be with him forever. Oh my God, hallelujah. Let the words of Psalm 23 minister to you this morning. Let the music soothe your soul, calm your mind. Heal your broken your wounds. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you right now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Father, that you would keep us, guide us, and direct us. That you would lead us as you have already said. That you would guide us and direct us through all things. It would be there for us and with us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you for being everything that we need when we need it. Thank you for being everything we need when we don't even deserve it. Thank you for giving us plentifulness, overflowing of blessings and fortitude. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you glory. We give you thanksgiving. We magnify your name, Jesus. Jesus. We lift you up. We praise you forevermore. Somebody right now that's listening to my voice have been wounded, been hurt. Ready to give up. Ready to throw in the towel. Ready to call it quits. Burdened down, pressured down by sickness, illness, and disease, abuse, misuse. But you're right there. You're right there. You're out there waiting on us, waiting on that person, oh my God, to open up the door and let you in right now. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for how you're blessed and that you've been a blessing. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, your ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift them up, your ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Hallelujah, amen. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. 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 We give the Lord the praise. We give him the glory. We give him the thanksgiving. We magnify his holy name. We thank you, Lord. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. We thank God for you. We lift up the name of Jesus. We give him praise. We give him thanksgiving. We magnify his name. And we just glorify his holy name. Today, we just want to continue to share a word with you on today. Today, we want to share this word with you in the book of James, chapter 5. Chapter 5. We just want to talk to you this morning. We just want to talk to you to share in the word of God in verse of scripture that there are so many out there that has been hurt, that has been wounded, that have been abused, that have been used and they are having a hard time letting go of the pain and the strain of the abuse, of the hurt of being a victim of things from other people. But as I've told you on last week, the Bible lets us know to love you one another, love you one another, be kind one to another. How do we expect to make it in this life if we cannot abide by the commands of God? through obedience and faith, through the word of God, by the word of God, and that the Lord has let us know that. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The only way that we can make it. The only way that we can trust him through the hurt, through the pain. Through the abuse, through the misuse. Through the neglect. Through the thrown away or thrown aside. With no one even caring anymore. We got to have Jesus. Today in the book of James, chapter 5, I'm going to read from verse 1 down to 14. 14 is my key verse this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Chapter 5, this is a warning to the rich oppressors. I send the same warning to each and every one and all those that are oppressing others. I must say before I began reading this, you may have heard me say this over the air before, or you may even heard me say this in conversation if you ever had a conversation with me. Amen. We thank God that he's always a merciful God. He's always a wonderful God. Hallelujah. But we are in a time that people are being oppressed and abused and used that the world is not lacking in its resources. The problem that's in the world in our leadership areas is that we have too many greedy people. Greed, greed is what has overtaken the world. Selfishness selfishness is what has overtaken the world. Hate, anger is what has overtaken the world. Abuse, And all of those above, on and on and on, is what has overtaken the world. But here in the Bible, James, here sending a message here. As we know, James, hallelujah, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, as he began his messages, sending these. Message it to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Amen. This is in the first chapter that's giving you a little background of who James is. What James was doing. Even in the beginning, he was speaking to them with the greetings through the trials and temptation that they may face. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. But when he acts, He must believe and not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. Hallelujah. 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 So back in chapter five here in James. Verse 1, it says, now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming upon you. Your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workmen who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self indulgence. You have fatted yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered innocent men who were not opposing you. And when we begin at verse 7 down to 14, we're going to deal with the pain and the suffering now. Patience, excuse me, patience in suffering. Verse 7 tells us to be patient then, brothers, unto the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits. For the land to yield its value crop, and how patient He is for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against each other, brothers, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we consider, bless those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers, hear this and hear this good. Above all, my brothers, do not swear, nor by heaven, or by earth, or by anything else. Let your yes be yes, and your no be no, or you will be condemned. Verse 13. Now we begin the prayer of faith. Is there any one of you in trouble? That's what I'm asking you today. Is there any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Let me say that again. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. 14 is where I am. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 15 says, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sin, he will be forgiven. Lord have mercy. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. We'll stop right there. This is where we are. Where we need healing through forgiveness. Healing through forgiveness. And when we look at this right here, and I looked at this to meditate through by the spirit of the Lord. And the prayer of faith that should be prayed is anyone in trouble. Anybody in trouble. Anybody in trouble that's having problem with stress, anxiety, abuse, misused, neglected, hurt, wounded, beat on, trampled on, thrown away. You need to call on Jesus. And if he is happy, he ought to be giving God some praise. But here, the writer James says, if you are sick, is any one of you sick? Pause with the question right there. I want to say this. Yes, there are many people that are sick. And I want to begin with the rich man. He's sick as well. You say, well, pastor, how do you say that? Why do you say that? Did I not just read you the first verse? The first verse in chapter five said, now listen, you rich people. He says, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming upon you. Weep and wail because of the misery that is coming upon you. How? Why? Because of the way that you have treated people, the way that you are treating people, the way that you are handling things. Your wealth ain't going to last forever. Here he says in verse 2, your wealth has rotted and moth has come. Moth have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. In other words, their stuff that you accumulate will not save you, will not help you, will not deliver you. Your position will not help you, will not save you, will not deliver you. And all the things that you have not done right. He says, look down, skip down to verse 4. The way that you failed to pay the workmen who moved your field, Crying out against you. The people that you are abusing, misusing, that they deserve to pay for what they do for you, and you are not allowing that to happen, you're going to get yours. You're going to get your The cries, because why? He says the cries of the harvester, the one that are working, have reached the ears of the Lord. The Lord hears their cry. What am I saying today? Those of you that are hurt, that are wounded, that are abused, messed up, mixed up, torn up, uh, sick. Anything that has happened or has happened to you, we're talking about healing through forgiveness. And the only way that we can help each other is by love with healing through forgiving ye one another. Forgiveness is a high priority. As a matter of fact, forgiveness is the number one priority. Number one priority that Jesus left with us and instructed us to do. When you read the Lord's Prayer, it tells you that in the Lord's Prayer. It tells you to forgive you of my trespass and those that may trespass against us. It's telling us to pray for those that have used and abused and messed us, mixed us, wounded us, hurt us in whatever way, fashion that has happened. He lets us know to be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. mean, you're going to go through some stuff. You're going to deal with some things, but you have to be patient with the Lord. And back up in verse 5 to the warning to the rich. He said, "You, yeah, you go on and live your lap of luxury. Here it says you've already done it. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fatted yourselves in the day of slaughter and you have condemned. Look at that. You have condemned and murdered innocent men who were not opposing you. You are hurting, destroying people that have not done anything to you all because of your greed. That's where we are right now in this dispensation of time that we live in. We're in a time with so much hurt, so much more. People are walking around with masks on because they're pretending that they are all right. I'm talking to somebody. A lot of us, every one of us, Every one of us, every individual, every person, every boy, every girl, every child has been hurt, wounded by something or somebody in some way, in some manner. And if we don't get hold on this thing, if we don't get a hold on to this thing, we're going to self-destruct and we are self-destructing as we speak. And here, people that are hurt and wounded, you're trying to live a life as if everything is alright, and trying to fix your pain and or uh, smother your pain out of your abuse of whatever it is or your sickness or the disease that you've been hit with in your body, your physical mindset. Anything that has happened to you, you're trying to smother that thing away, drown it out by going on your vacations and having your pleasurable things and all of that. All to remain when you come right back to square one and settle down. still have that same issue and problem within yourself still have the same problem still have the same problem but here the lord has given us a chance he says is any one of you is any one of you in trouble he should pray and those that are happy should sing praise Is any one of you sick? Is any one of you sick? Everybody that hear my voice right now. Do an evaluation on yourself. Are you sick? You say, well, Pastor, I feel all right. But I'm talking about sickness in every every area of your life. From unforgiveness, from hate, to anger, to bitterness, to disease. To brokenheartedness, to misuse, for molestation, rape, murder, whatever has transpired in your life. Whatever has transpired, whether it be a member or a family member, or someone you love, someone you know, you lost them. Or someone has done something harmful and wrong to you. Are you sick? Are you in distress? Do you have anxiety? Do you have unforgiveness in your heart? That you seem to just can't let go of the pain. I'm trying to give you some evidence and some medication for your problem. this medication and antidote is God's word through prayer and supplications. Here, He said, let him sing songs. If he he is happy, give God praises. Is any one of you sick? And here he even gives you instructions. Is any one of you sick? Then he should call the elders of the church to pray over him. See, you need some assistance in your help, in your life, with your prayer. He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with the oil in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the problem that I'm seeing today, people are trying to deal with their problems all alone. You can't handle it by yourself. You won't handle it by yourself. You can't fix it by yourself. You won't get the relief on your own. Here, he's given us people. He's given us uh, uh, tools. He's given us information. He's given us instruction as to how we can get through what we have a problem with within ourselves. Number one, brothers and sisters, we first need to do that evaluation on ourselves. We need to look in the mirror and find out what the problem is. Where's the root of the pain coming from? Where's the root of the anger, the hate, the bitterness, the frustration, the anxiety, the stress? Lord have mercy. The revenge to get back at someone that has hurt you. That has wounded you. That have messed your head up. And got you thinking all sorts of evil things. I'm ministering to you on another level here today. To try and reach those lost and wounded souls. I'm finding out there's so many people. That have been carrying around a burden. But they can't or don't know how. Or haven't seemed to figure out what they need to do to let go. The thing that you've got to do to let go, you first got to come to the reality of learning how to forgive. And number one, you got to learn how to start with how to forgive yourself. Number two, you got to learn how to forgive the abuser, the misuser, the one that caused you to feel the pain, To feel that hurt, that anger, every time you look at them or every time you hear their name or you see them or individual or whatever it is. It may just be the, 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 the life that we live now in this time with inflation, with job problems, with not enough finance. See, there's all sorts of ways that hurt and anger and pain can come at you and hit you in so many different directions. You may have lost your job. You may have gotten fired off your job because of something somebody else has said or done and you weren't a part of it, but you were the one that paid the penalty. Your job maybe just shut down and closed the door because of the stuff that's happening now in this pandemic time of this era of dispensation that has gone on up until now. But the answer is, seek Jesus while he may be found and call upon him while he is near seek him now seek Jesus seek Jesus he should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with the oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well did you hear that? And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. It doesn't say it might. It doesn't say it's a possibility. It doesn't say maybe. It says it will. The prayer of faith will. The reason there's not enough of the healing that is happening in our lives is because of the doubt that we have and not utilizing the prayer of faith. I'm talking about the genuine prayer of faith. I'm not just talking about somebody just saying some words over you. I'm talking about somebody, these elders that have a real relationship with Jesus that have a real connection with God, that can reach him, that can touch him, that can get God's attention, get Jesus' attention, to hear the cry and the prayers of the righteous, to hear the cry and the prayers of the righteous, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. And the Lord will raise him up. See that? The Lord will raise him up. The Lord will pick you up from the pain. From the hurt. From the anger. From the hatred. From the bitterness. From the abuse. From the misuse. I don't care how bad your abuse have been. I don't care how close the abuse was. It may be in the same household and the person that it came from. The only thing will resolve your pain and your issue is Jesus Christ through him, through the prayer of faith, through the power of the word of the true and living God. When you are able, when you are empowered to allow forgiveness to come in your heart, forgive. Let me help you with something. Forgiveness is not that you will not feel anger and pain. The pain, the scar, and the wound is going to be there. And it's not for where the person is going to get away with what they've done. Yes, a healing process is a period of time that it works. But the way that it works is you have to keep applying. You have to keep applying the medicine on the wound. Do you hear what I'm saying? You see, most people want to think that they can say that they forgive someone one time, two times, and then it's over with and it's just done. The Bible said forgive them as many times as it takes. And I want to take that right there and say in, in, in the revelation of that, you need to forgive or say you forgive or pray the act of prayer of forgiveness as many times as it takes for your healing. to work, and to cause you to be delivered. You say, Pastor, why you say that? Well, let me give you an example. In your physical life, you go to the doctor on a regular basis for your hurt and pain. Why? Because you're looking for whatever the medication, whatever the answer whatever the instruction that he gives you that is going to help you to cause your pain, that wound, whatever the sickness, the illness is that will cause you to heal eventually. If you have enough patients to continue to go to the regular physical doctors on a regular basis to appointments time after time after time, having hope and believing that through this process, that in the end, that eventually you will get healed, then this process you've gone through with him. Take the same process with your spirituality and your mind and your heart and your wound and your hurt and do the same thing with prayer and supplication and allow the application of the medication of the word of God to be applied to the wound and the hurt in your life so that eventually that you will be healed. You will be healed. But here's what we have today. We have today that people won't get, get delivered quick, get rich quick, get over everything quick, be done with everything in a hurry. They won't microwave and drive through answers. The quick, fast, and a hurry process. But the pain that you're suffering, the sickness that you're dealing with, the illness you may be dealing with, I'm not saying that the Lord can't heal you with the quickness and an instant. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. But you know what that's going to depend on? That's going to depend on the prayer of your faith. That's what it's going to depend on. It's going to depend on how strong you believe. How strong you are willing to give it up and let it go. How strong you really want to be healed through whatever illness that is affecting your body. And you have to have the mindset that in the prayer of faith, you got to be willing to say that, well, Lord, if it's your will, if it's in your plan for this sickness in my life, that I might be healed, that you would consistently ask him to heal you. In the meantime, you have to continue to follow the instruction and have faith in Christ Jesus that you will be all right. You'll be all right. I just read to you this morning the Lord's prayer. I mean the Lord, Psalms 23, excuse me. Psalm 23 said the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. You see? So if you believe, if you believe the word of God, and if you believe that his word will change and heal and deliver and make you free, then you got to stay consistent in prayer, in the prayer of faith. With the prayer of faith is in the obedience of faith, obedience in faith. All of those things has got to work hand in hand. What good is it to go to the doctors and he you give you instruction to take certain pain medicine and you know I'm not taking that, but you're expecting yourself to get better and you have no other answers. Well, it's the same process in your spirituality. You're expecting life to change. You're expecting things to change, but you. Do not want to do the work. You do not want to listen. You do not want to follow the guidelines and the direction and the instruction of God in His scripture and word. You don't want to challenge that. You don't want to abide by that. You don't want to live by that. But you want some answers. But you want to be healed. But you want to be fixed. But you want to get over the hurt, the pain, the abuse, whatever the thing that you're having a problem with. You want to get through and pass it, but you don't want to do the work. And the Bible says faith without works is dead. In other words, faith without any actions. Faith without any action. Doesn't show any obedience. See, obedience of faith is faith in action. As faith in action. That means the instructions that are being given, even this morning, that I'm sharing with you right now. If you really, really, really want to be saved, if you really, really want to be delivered, if you really, really want to be healed, you can be. You can be. But it depends on how much of your faith that you are willing to apply to the circumstance of your situation. To where you are. To what you're dealing with. You see. You can't you can't live a life on both sides of the fence. And expect things to work out alright. You've got to choose. Ye. You. This day. Right now. You've got to choose. While you're listening to my voice right now. You've got to make up in your mind. You can't look at Sister Sue. John. Joe. And Bob. And Mary. And Annie. you got to look at you. And figure out. What you want to do with yourself, with your life right now from this day forward. You've got to choose ye this day whom you will serve. I'm not talking about uh, church membership. Uh, I'm talking about a church that you've been going for forever. We're talking about some serious real deliverance here. We're talking about some real serious personal, personal digging in with relationship with Jesus Christ. We're talking about something where you have gotten desperate and that it's time to change. And the prayer offered in faith will make this sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. And look at this here. And here's the great thing about this here with the sickness. And if he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Don't you get it? And the prayer offered in faith would also forgive you of your sins. So wait a minute, Lord. So what you're telling me in this word right here through James. That if I am able to forgive, I can be forgiven. And when I'm forgiven, that if I'm sick, I can become well. Oh my God. Oh my God. So what I'm understanding is, so a part of my sickness is coming from either my sin or my unforgiveness. Part of, part of what's maybe the majority of it, according to what I'm seeing here in James. Watch what it says in verse 16. Then he said, Therefore, Now, here's what he said after you, in order for it to be forgiven. He said, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray to each other or pray for each other so that you may be healed. Wait a minute. Hold on. Confess your sins. Now, the sins that he is talking about is the sin that the person between you and the other person or people that have hurt one another come to the status of agreement. That you're hurt, that you're wounded, you didn't like it, and, and and you can't you're having a problem forgetting it and getting over it, and it's just it's just holding you bound, and that you need to get rid of it, and admit that you were wrong, whichever part of the party was wrong, what it might be both parties are wrong, admit it to one and one another, and then pray and look at the healing process that will begin. Look at the healing process. That's what James said. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The first thing you've got to do is get it out. The first thing you've got to admit to the person that you've been hurt by them or they've been hurt by you. And that you haven't been able to to move forward in your life because of it. And you're not there to drudge up old stuff, but you're trying to get over old stuff. You're trying to get past old stuff. You're trying to move forward. You're trying to get healed. You're trying to get delivered. You're trying to establish a relationship with Jesus. And you cannot do that holding on to all of the pain, all of the anguish, all of the hate, all of the bitterness, all of all of that stuff, anger, drudging up and bitterness and frustration and anxiety and depression and stress. And now it's causing you to get hooked on all of these different drugs and all of the types of alcohol and whatever that problem may be. And now you got a double problem than more than what you had before you started. Every time, all over TV, <laughs> every time somebody dies or, or wounded in the family in shows, the first thing they run to, I gotta have a drink. That's the first thing they run to. You need a drink? The person done killed him. You need a drink? Somebody been hurt. You need a drink? I gotta have a depression, the lost their job. You need a drink? Drinking is not gonna solve your problem. Crack cocaine, heroin, all the uh, uh fentanyl and all of those different new drugs and everything that's out there is not gonna solve your problem. It's not gonna solve your problem. I found out this. I said I have found this out. That the reason people are addicted to drugs or alcohol or any other pleasurable thing to make them feel good or feel better about themselves is because there's something inside of them that they are dislike or they're disappointed with or that they're dealing with and they don't want to face they don't want to face and so what i'm telling you this morning if you've been wounded if you've been abused and you've been hurt in so many ways whatever that whatever that thing is that i'm trying to get across to you that you can be healed You can be healed and you can move on with life and you don't have to let's get it straight. You don't have to remember it anymore. You know, you've been practicing this thing. I can't remember. You don't have to remember it anymore. If you really want to be healed, you don't have to remember it anymore. You can move on and do like the writer says, if you are happy, then you can sing songs of praise. If you're at peace, you can sing songs of praise. If the peace of God is operating in your life, you can sing songs of praise. And if you look at if you can look at the person or individual or situation or whatever you've been involved in that caused the pain in the first place and it doesn't affect you anymore, oh my God, you you can lift your hands up with songs of praise. That's where I'm trying to get you to, to lifting your hands up to songs of praise. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Righteous man doesn't mean he's a perfect man. Righteous man is just being in right standard with God. That God understands that you are a human being in human flesh; that you will make mistakes, but you are willing to hurry up and correct those mistakes by asking for forgiveness anytime time when things goes wrong in your life, and you're willing to put it away and put it aside and move forward. Hallelujah. We read that. We read it. If he's ready. To give up his trouble. Is any one of you in trouble? Is any one of you in trouble out there? Admit it to yourself. You got some problems, and you're in trouble. You're in trouble in a lot of ways. You might get revenge, want to hurt somebody, take somebody's life. On all levels of the pain. Because in pain, all it does is remind you of where the hurt came from. That's what pain does. Pain reminds you of where the hurt came from. And when the pain comes, the first thing you want to know, where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? Why is it happening to me? What happened? What went wrong? What's going on? The 17th verse here in James, he said, Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would rain and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. Hallelujah. it produced its crops. Hallelujah. The 19 verse said, "My brothers, if my brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back." Remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Whoever turns a sinner from the error, let's use that. Forgiveness. Forgiving one another can help turn the sinner. That means the act of the wrong, of the abuse, of whatever it is from his error and death, and it can cover over a multitude of sins. Hallelujah. 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 So in other words, if you stray away from the truth, if you do not take this word at its truthful meaning and what it is trying to tell you today, then you just may set yourself up for a whole lot more pain And difficulties in life. But in 17. He lets us know as well as Elijah was. With the relationship. That he. Built with the Lord. Even when he first prayed. He prayed earnestly. See he. he, In other words earnestly. He never stopped praying. That it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land. For three and a half years. Three and a half years. And then again, he prayed, and the heavens rained, and the earth produced its crops. Produced. So it took him some time. It took some time. But when he prayed earnestly, earnestly, the Lord heard him. And he delivered him. And he allowed his prayers to be answered. Today, we want to pray with you right now. We want to pray that you would pray earnestly. Pray earnestly that the Lord would deliver you, that he would bring you out, that he would bring you out. that he will bring you through whatever you're going through. Lord, touch right now, Jesus. Touch right now, Lord. Somebody needs this healing so bad. But for some reason, pride keeps getting in the way. For some reason, The idea of the hurt of the pain is in the way. Because the pain is causing so much pain that the difficulty of enduring it is calling them to remember how it got there in the first place. Father, I'm praying for every individual right now that are listening and that will listen to this message, this broadcast, or even on podcasts that by the power of your Holy Spirit, Father, you said the prayers of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And I pray that Father, that being an elder that you have called me to be, to serve you, that I'm in right standard with you right now. And that this prayer of faith that I pray for those that may not have the strength to pray, that may not know what to say, wounded so bad, Don't know where to start. Don't know where to begin. I'm praying right now, Father, on their behalf. That as they hear this prayer right now, that it will touch. Touch their lives, Father. Let your voice be my voice. Let your words be my words that they hear. That it will affect them right now. That it will touch them right now, Jesus. That it will allow them to understand that once they begin to allow forgiveness to operate in their lives. That they can allow the start of the healing process to begin. Father, I thank you right now. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, Father. For you, the Lord You are our shepherd, Father, that we shouldn't be in want. Father, you are everything that we have and everything that we need and everything that we should have and got to have. Father, we thank you right now that you are our supplier of everything that we have right now. We're not getting anything on our own. We're not doing anything on our own. We must acknowledge you in every way aspect of our life that you are the sole proprietor that give us everything that we need, even life as we speak, and allow us to have the power to be healed and delivered through forgiveness. Touch right now, Jesus. Touch right now, Jesus. We praise you forevermore. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you right now. We thank you right now, Jesus. We give you the glory. We give you the thanksgiving. We magnify your holy name. We lift you up right now, Jesus. And we thank you. We ask you to allow your Holy Spirit to come in and break the yokes, the bonds, abundance of, of sin and pain. Heal and deliver us. Make free right now. In Jesus' name, we decree and we declare that by your word, it will repair our lives. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We say amen and amen. God bless you. May the peace of God be with you. In your life and your homes. Thank God for you. Salaam. Amen.